Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Today is a day when we go up into the Salt and Light attic and bring down some of our favorite interviews. This week, we talk love, sex, and relationships with Brett Salkeld and Leah Perot, who tell us how far we can go. And Joe Zambone joins us to talk about his new album, Sleeper Rise. We'll also speak with Jennifer Willits of The Catholics Next Door, who tells us about her adventures with her husband in Imperfect Living, and we meet singer-songwriter Mike Mangione. Remember that you can listen to any of these interviews at any time by simply going to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio, and that's also where you can now listen to uninterrupted music, Christian music like you've never heard before. I'm Deacon Pedro, and here now is a conversation with Brett Salkeld and Leah Perot. Do you know what the Catholic Church teaches about sex and dating? Are you wondering how you can guide your kids in an embarrassment-free way? Are you looking for a fun and easy-to-read book that teaches teens about sexual relationships in a simple and direct language? Well, that book exists, and it's called How Far Can We Go? And authors Brett Salkeld and Leah Perot join me now on the phone. Welcome, you guys, to Salt and Light Radio. Thanks, Pedro. Hey. So why did you write this book? Um, when we went to university, we, uh, like other young people, were asking this question for ourselves. Why, why is it that the church says we can't have sex before we get, uh, get married? Um, agreeing that that was a good idea, how do we live this out? Mm-hmm. And we found that we were asking this question, and as we started to speak to young people, they were also asking this question, but nobody was giving us solid answers. We usually heard one of two responses, the first being... Um, just don't touch each other, that, uh-huh. that'll, that'll help. Yeah. And the second being some variation of, uh, you can go this far, and they would give us a line, and then we had no reasons. And we thought, there's, there's got to be a better way to do this. Okay, so let me just uh, back up a little bit, Brett. You and Leah actually went and did talks with young people? Right. So the first, actually, we were invited to do a talk, and the, the topic wasn't specified. I said, so, like, what might we talk about? They said, well, the only thing that we've done so far for this group or that we're planning on doing is uh, one of the parents thinks we have to do a sex talk. Mm. So this dad is going to do a sex talk, but he's really nervous. He doesn't want to do it, but he thinks that he has to. (laughs) And I said, oh, oh, we'll do that one. (laughs) So actually, we we prepared for that by sending the kids a questionnaire and saying, like, what do you want to know? And they, like, almost all of them said, how far can we go? Uh, So we prepared our first talk kind of for those, those young people. And since then, we've been doing these talks, and actually, one of the things that led to the book was someone would be at the talk, like a parent or something would be at a talk, and they would say, oh, my daughter or my son would have loved this, but they had badminton practice tonight, or for whatever reason, they couldn't be here. Uh Do you have something I can take home for them? Do you have a video? Do you have a book? And we always had to say no. And uh, and then we started thinking, well, maybe maybe we could write a book, you know? Right. Okay. Uh, badminton? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and I know because I do sex talks too, and I know that that's a question, how far can you go? And I don't want to give away too much about the book because I want people to buy it and to read it. But is there an answer? How far can we go? Well, it, in a way, I would, I would say there's two kinds of answers. The first answer is there's a couple of clear things that the church says you shouldn't do uh-huh. if you're not married, right? Um, 
you shouldn't have sex and you shouldn't do things that make it impossible not to have sex or that sort of fake sex in yeah. some way. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, the Church doesn't have real clear teaching, but what the Church does have is an understanding of human relationships where your physical intimacy should match the rest of your intimacy. So if you're married, you should go all the way because you've given your whole self in all the other aspects of your, of your life. So we need to teach kids how to kind of read what kind of relationship they're in. You know, a couple of 14-year-old kids just getting to know each other aren't in the same kind of relationship as an engaged couple right. or, right. you know, some young professionals who are starting dating who could be married within a couple of years if all goes well. Yeah. So we're teaching people how to answer, you know, what kind of relationship is this and, and then uh, what kind of things are appropriate within a, a broad range, uh, right. you know, with a few key things that the Church says no. Okay. Um, but there are all kinds of other things. How do we express ourselves with our bodies? What does it mean when I hug somebody? What does it mean when we hold hands? What does a light kiss mean? What does a deeper kiss mean? And how does that fit with things like, does someone listen to me? Yeah. Uh, do I get along with someone's parents? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, and that's what I really like about this book. That it's. Uh, I like the fact that it was it, that, that it that it gave me an, an integrated ho- per, a person, human person. So Leah, I don't again. I don't want to give too much, but you you look at um, how people relate, and I don't remember all of them, but socially, emotionally, sexual, physically. Can you explain a little bit about how that works and why that's a good approach with young people? Sure. Um, one of the things that we noticed right away when we started working with young people is that they have really good instincts in all the rest of their relationships, right? They know that a stranger is a stranger and you don't run up and kiss a stranger on the mouth mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't fit with the rest of your relationship with them. You yeah. don't know them. You've never talked to them. You don't listen to them. You don't go to church with them. You've never spent any time with them. You don't know what their hobbies are. Yeah. Um, and if you do that, you're going to be socially isolated from that person. They will run away. Yeah. Um, but as soon as young people have hormones involved, it's like they forget all of the things that they naturally do to integrate their physical relationships with people with the rest of their life. Uh-huh. So one of the things I often say to teenagers is, you know, would you make out in a car with somebody who thinks that your friends are dumb, doesn't want to hear about your religion, uh, doesn't care that you like, you know, to play to play hockey and uh, won't meet your parents. Yeah. And all of the kids in the room say, of course not. Yeah. Right. So we're teaching kids how to ask the questions because, you know, as much as I'm tempted sometimes to answer their question, can I kiss, um, and just say yes or no, um, I'm not going to be there on Mm -hmm. Friday night when they're hanging out after the, the sports game or the concert or whatever to give them that answer. I need to give them the skills to answer that question in a holy way on their own. So they can figure out on their own so so that they're, because like Brett was saying, there's no black and white, how far can we go? It it depends on how long long you know the person, how old you are, what their circumstances are, whether you're engaged or not engaged, whether you're married, and, and how you relate to them physically is directly related to how you relate to them socially, emotionally. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things I remember about a presentation I gave here in Saskatoon was a young man um, had asked a question, and I had said at one point, you know, there is no church teaching on dating. And he said, what? It's only like the most important thing in my life. Why doesn't the church have teaching on this? 
And I said, well, it's complicated because the church is ministering to the whole world, and there are lots of ways that people find their way from stranger to spouse in the world, right, in different cultures and in in, in different uh, ways of doing things, right, uh-huh. arranged marriage to dating to all these kinds of kinds of ways. But what the Church does give us is this vision of marriage. And when we wrote this book, we said, if we're preparing for this vision of marriage, a partnership between two people, a man and a woman who love each other deeply and who are accompanying each other through life on the journey towards heaven, then how would we date in a way that prepares us for this kind of partnership, this kind of partnership that makes us better people because we love each other? And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Now, Brett, um, some people will say that young people have a difficulty with the church teaching, but has that been your experience when you present it to them this way? Well, yeah. one of the things uh, that, that we hear all the time when we, when we give this talk, actually, I just gave a talk to a group of confirmation kids on Sunday, yeah. and it's become a refrain. At the end of the talk, someone stands up and says, how come no one told us this before? Yeah, seriously. So a lot of people say, you know, before you talk to me about this, I knew that the church said we shouldn't have sex, but I didn't really understand why. And I certainly didn't have any idea about what I should be doing in my relationship physically other than that. I just sort of knew that it was generally bad. And uh, and so they feel really sort of freed by this idea uh, of understanding where sex fits in a relationship and that it belongs to this full commitment that is marriage and that you can understand the rest of your kind of physical intimacy in all kinds of relationships based on what kind of relationship they are, you know. Just using, we, we say, use your body to tell the truth mm-hmm. about what kind of relationship you're in. And my experience is when we, we talk to kids that way, they say, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, kids are smart. Um, that's all the time we have, guys. But I, I, I know, so the book is published in Canada by Novalis, but it's also right. uh, recently published in the, in the States by uh, Paulus Press, correct? That's correct. So people should be able to just go to their local Catholic bookstore, support your Catholic bookstore, and and ask for it. If they don't have it, they should be able to order it. That's right. That's correct. But people can also uh, purchase it online at Amazon.com. That's (laughs) what a lot of people are doing nowadays. So uh, lots of options to get the book. So no excuses. Uh, for not getting this book I uh, guys I read it when it first came out a couple years ago and I still think it's one of the best uh, approaches to the topic of dating and relationships for young people so good job and and, uh, I hope that our listeners get excited about this that they uh, not only get the book but if you want to book Brett and Leah to do your talk a talk uh, I'm sure you guys are open to that as well right yeah you can go to our (laughs) <laughs> website howfarcanwego.com and you can contact us through there if you'd like to have us come in and do a talk at your parish or youth group or high school absolutely so howfarcanwego.com um, thank you guys uh, it's been really really good talking to you and uh, thanks for the good work that you're doing thanks so much thanks. Pedro yeah thanks Pedro bye 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 authors Brett Salkeld and Leah Perot the authors of the book How Far Can We Go as I said you can go to their website howfarcanwego.com and the book is also available at, uh, it's published by Novalis in Canada and by Paulus Press in the United States. And it's also available at Amazon.com. Here now is our featured Artist of the Week, Joe Zambone, with his song, Love Reaches Out. Love reaches out from tender keeping to seek me out, to redeem me.
goes out The world is sleeping Sleep arise from the dark The bridegroom is awaiting That was Love Reaches Out by Joe Zambone. Now, Joe has been on Salt and Light Radio a few times, and his music and his sound, as you have heard, is so unique. Joe has a degree in theology, and currently he's the pastoral assistant at the York University Catholic Chaplaincy, and he has a new album called Sleeper Rise, and I had a chance to speak with Joe earlier this week. Joe, welcome back to Salt and Light Radio. 
Thank you for having me. So you have a new album. It's called Sleeper Rise. You got uh, a whole about ten new songs. W- w- can you tell us a little bit about the title, Sleeper? I mean, it, there's this, this whole echoes of Advent uh, about a, a wake o sleeper. Is that where it comes from? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I kind of drew it from one of the lines. Uh, it's from the song "Love Reaches Out," and um, one of the lines I put in there is a uh, sleeper rise from the dark. The bridegroom is is waiting, mm-hmm. um, and so. I just really wanted a, a hopeful kind of title to the album because the rest of the album is not really um, necessary. It's just dealing with some, I find, some heavier content. So um, to leave like with like a more positive message, it's, it's kind of like an inv- invitation out of um, what the rest of the album is about. Do you, do you, do you, is it your sense that this album deals with heavier content than some of your other albums? Well, I just find that um, out of all the albums, I think this is like just more... Um, I always try to go a layer deeper than I have before, and so a lot of the, these stories are maybe my some of my own stories, some of them just from the stories of other people that I share with me, and um, I find yeah, I'm just maybe I'm just writing a bit more raw about like real real life that like life happens, and um, it's not always uh, you know it's not always like happy go lucky, um, right, but there's 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 sadness and there's a lot of pain that we go through so. Um, I, I really found in this mm-hmm. album that that's why I would call it heavier, heavier right. because it's just it's not like you put in to maybe pick you up on. But. Right, no, and it's like life, right? Um, I think that some of the, the people who like your music, and I would agree that, that they, they like it because it's, I mean, it's the kind of music that I would listen to. It's not necessarily like what you'd say, praise and worship music or liturgical music or music, you know, like I talk about love songs to Jesus. Um, there's something about it that if people didn't know who you are, they might not even know that there's a, a Christian or Catholic uh, rooting to the music. Uh, do you do that on purpose, or is that just kind of the way it comes out? Um, yeah, I guess, and because I don't necessarily, I'm not, I'm not writing with the mindset of I'm doing this for liturgy or I'm doing it for this prayer gathering. Mm-hmm. It really just is like it is a lot of just like the everyday, and so I, I kind of use just more everyday kind of language um which is like you said like it, it kind of will um it's not that it anything would I, I don't think anything would contradict with like a christian mm-hmm. teaching or anything um but it's not necessarily explicit so um i'm just using yeah just a very um same way that many people just on youtube on like popular secular radio would would write but just really writing i found just at a deeper level and, and there are then those traces of like um basically where i'm using like the lens of my faith um, to look at these situations. Right. Can you give us maybe an example? We just heard Love Reaches Out. So can you maybe use that as song as an example to what you mean in terms of um, what the song deals with and, and why that's heavier content and why that um, might reflect a deeper truth or reality about how Christians see the world? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, Love reaches out. I, I, w- I would I would say it's one of like the more lighter songs on the album too. So it's not necessarily too deep, um, mm-hmm. in the sense of like just because um, I, f- I just was writing more about a lot of like pain that kind of goes on later on. But really, the, the, the reason too it's at the beginning of the album is because it's for myself the song is about really like what is love, you know? And love is something that like it reaches out, it, it goes out from tender a tender place that it it could stay in itself, but love always has the other as the 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 interest yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so this is kind of like sets the stage for the rest of the album i find because we have to first like understand what is love 
Um, and then once we start going through these other experiences in our life, we always then can come back to like, okay, well, love isn't always easy. Love is going to take me out of where it's comfortable. Um, but really for me to really know what love is, um, I have to be willing to get hurt. I have to be willing to sacrifice. Um, and so for me, that's what that that love kind of is the second song on the album, and mm-hmm. it kind of prepares the way for let's okay. You, if you have this in place, then we can go to a deeper level with the rest of the songs. How do you how do you approach an album like th- like you were just saying? It sounds like you you thought about it. I'm gonna you put this song second because it kind of we can't listen to the other ones until we kind of root ourselves into what love. Re- do you think of the whole album as a whole, or were you writing kind of songs? And then thought, yeah, these songs would work together as an album. How, how does that process for you? When I, uh, I think when I, I didn't necessarily write the album as a concept album of like I'm trying to take people on a journey. It's more like I, I, I had some songs, um, and I felt the, the theme of it was starting to come together. And so that's how maybe some songs got um, put on the shelf for maybe another album. Uh-huh. And then when I decided like, okay, I want to have these twelve songs on the album. How can I take them on a journey? Um, that it won't, you know, it really, it's, re- it's really leading somewhere. Um, and so then intentionally putting songs in certain positions one after another right. that I, I'm thinking of like how they begin, how they leave a person, and then not just like leaving them there, but then that it can move to another place. Um, so, so that's kind of how that song got placed um, in, in the rest of the album. Um, one of the songs in the album, you also uh, made a music video out of it. Uh, why, why was it important for you to, I mean, I don't know if your hope is to make a ton of music videos, but why that particular song that you picked? Well, and it's interesting because originally that the name of that song that we did a music video to, why this had to be, yeah. um, I was actually going to name the album that because I felt it was more appropriate of like, because I feel the album is, a, has to do with a lot of questions, mm. um, looking at like our own life and kind of like what we go through. And really asked that question. Um, I ended up picking Sleeper Rise because I felt it was the whole more hopeful full side of it. Um, and I think so. The reason I chose that song was really um, I felt there's a really strong message in it, um, and I, I wanted to like I wanted to get people thinking about yeah, like you know, you don't always know where a person is broken. You don't always know what they're going through um, because I think we all have those why questions if we sit down with mm-hmm. ourselves. Maybe. We don't think about them every day, but um, some people do think about them every day. Um, but then to see that, like, okay, like, how is that then, like, affecting the way that you live? Like, um, are, and are you really seeking the answer for that? Um, and just really, I guess, too, the, the journey of, like, that it's a, it's a community thing, seeing that you're not the only person who has these things, that you can move, again, how the, the name of the album is an invitation out that even to like okay you might have these why questions that you don't have quite the answers to um but then seeing that other people as well have those questions and and it's hopefully an invitation into community yeah um, and out of like the isolation that we can get no, trapped it's, in it's, that's so true and you really get the sense of that from watching watching the video that that we're not alone in asking the questions and that that's a question that everybody asks and you don't have to be catholic or christian or or of any religious affiliation to to go th- I mean we all do um, and uh, even just hearing you what you were saying now uh, there's just something about that song and it really is really obvious in the video that makes me think that it's like a bigger 
it's not just a psalm that has a message, but it's like a larger kind of philosophy of life, almost. Um, how much of that is the Joe Zambone kind of philosophy of life? And maybe it's Joe Zambone right now. Yeah, it could be. Like, I think, I think that's definitely, like, how I'm really starting to, to see because, um, you know, a big theme in that song when I was writing it was my own question. You know, like, I, you know, I, many people don't know about, you know, I was born with, like, some of my fingers webbed together. Mm. And then, you know, it's something that you, you know, anyone who's kind of, born with something that's like a physical deformity or whatever you know it's always like well why what's the purpose of my life with this in my life or mm-hmm. whatever type of like you know handicapped or whatever and like you you're trying to seek and find like the purpose and meaning to it so for me it started with my own question um but then through the album like i just i started to hear more of other people's stories and then, like, that's how a lot of other songs got written. And then I realized that, you know what, like, my, you know, I, yes, I had that in my life. And, you know, I'm starting to find the answers to it, like, why it did have to be in my life. But I know that there's many, many other people who have much more worse things to worry about or are concerned with than, you know, my own life with, like, my hands being webbed together. That there's a lot of, like, very... Um, wounded people um wounded friends and so um that's kind of it has become in a way my own philosophy is just to um just trying to get to know other people better and to hear their story um and then hopefully journey together to a better place yeah no it's it's interesting also that why this had to be it's not so much a question as as an answer as a statement Mm. this had to be because this is why this had to be um so April, Friday the 13th, good good choice. Oh, yeah, yeah you know, uh, I'm trying to dispel any uh, superstition in the world there, so I'm just going just gonna to tackle it straight on. So. Yeah, after the concert, we're going to ha- then talk about why this had to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, Joe, it's been great uh, talking to you. Um, always have always loved your music, and you're doing great work, and I know that the work that you're doing uh, with young people and with the messages is very much appreciated. So thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Thanks again for having me, Pedro. You're welcome. That was Joe Zambone earlier this week. You can get all the information that you need at joezambonemusic.com. Here now is Joe with his song, Why This Had To Be. You don't know where I'm broken You don't know where I'm breaking You don't know my dear mother been hiding all alone all alone and these why they had to be Who they are they? For who they are? 
this life's not easy And I could die here Wrapped up in me As if I was only bleeding And thieves Why they had to be to Joe Zambone with Why This Had To Be from his album Sleeper Rise. You're listening to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Remember that you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light radio programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. That's also where we post links to our artists or guests. You can learn all about Salt and Light and all that we do at saltandlighttv.org. You can follow us on Twitter at Salt and Light TV. And remember to go to Facebook and like us. Now, Greg and Jennifer Willits are hosts of The Catholics Next Door, a daily three-hour program on the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM. They are also the founders of various apostolates, including the New New Evangelizers, Rosary Army, and you may have heard of That Catholic Show. They are also now the authors of a new book, The Catholics Next Door, Adventures in Imperfect Living, and I am very happy to say that Jennifer Willits joins me now on the phone from Atlanta, Georgia. Jennifer, welcome to Salt and Light Radio. Well, it's very good to be here, Pedro. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no, this is so much fun. I actually know of you guys way back when you started doing that Catholic show, so this is very exciting. <laughs> wow, you, you definitely go way back. Yeah, we do, we do. <laughs> um, but be, I want to talk about the book, of course, but first, um, c- can we talk a little bit about the, your radio program? How did you end up with the radio show? Oh, absolutely, Pedro, no problem. We were in the throes of working on that Catholic show, which you just uh, stated a moment ago, and quite happy to be submersed in that world of audio and video production and helping to run SQPN. At that time, we were approached by the Catholic Channel to consider, how about talk radio? You obviously have a lot of experience doing podcasting, which, as you know, is uh, a similar format. It it definitely gave my husband and myself lots of experience bantering and, and being trying to somewhat follow a format similar to radio, but not quite as so you were doing rigid po- or as formal as radio. You were doing podca- podcasts just on your own before audio podcasts. 
Uh, well, yes. Well, we were doing podcasting for Rosary Army for a few years okay. leading up to that Catholic show, which led up to another conference that my husband uh, helped to organize and present called the Catholic New Media Celebration. Right. At that celebration, we invited speakers and panelists, and one of them was actually Lino Rulli, the right. Catholic guy <laughs> from, from the Catholic Channel. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, he... Uh, basically forwarded a, a, a request from Joe Zwilling, the then yeah. uh, communications uh, director or general manager for the station, or program yes. director. Yeah, yeah. And he expressed some interest in wanting to talk with Greg and myself about the idea of hosting a radio show. Well, we were not necessarily looking to do anything like that at the time, but the opportunity seemed very intriguing, so we at least you know, followed up on it. We went to New York, had an interview, um, did Fine. a couple of practice shows, and about two weeks later, they offered us a brand new job that fun. would change yeah. a lot of things <laughs> in yeah, our life. Absolutely. And uh, but it's been a fun journey ever since. And that happened. Uh, gosh, it'll be four years ago. Is it four fall. years now? Yeah. Sorry. No, you mentioned SQPN. Can you just quickly let our listeners know what that is? Sure. SQPN is stands for the StarQuest Production Network, and it's a it's an apostolate in its own right, helping to sort of uh, give listeners a chance to hear podcasts from multiple different creators, all uh, expressing different uh, viewpoints um, about their journey in the Catholic faith. Some are more humorous, some are about movies, some are, you know, specifically geared for women. It's a directory of wonderful Catholic programming that are specifically available in the form of a podcast. Okay. Father Roderick Von Hogan is the the visionary behind SQPN, in, and in he Holland. also yeah. wrote the forward to our new book. Okay, yes, okay, and he's in Holland, right? Yes, yes. Yes, okay, cool, okay, so good, lots of new information for our listeners. So uh, just again to maybe just, so your 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 radio program, The Ca the Catholics Next Door, um, mm -hmm. if people have never heard it, how would you describe it in one sentence? It is a very family-friendly, marriage-affirming, funny, and reverent show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Which is the way... Okay, no, that's good, because I think that that describes the book as well, in a way. Yes, it does. We, we try to expand on the husband and wife banter that we naturally engage in on our radio program three hours a day, right. but expand on it in, in, a, in a way that it, the topics deserved in the book, which is something that we were really grateful for, to have the opportunity to e evolve our... Uh, thoughts and the way that we express our faith into this format that hopefully will be more longer lasting. Obviously, with radio, you say something and then you just and hope people remember it because it's gone, just yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In a book, it's somewhat memorialized. And we wanted the opportunity to really dive more deeply into very important topics, even the controversial ones in, in our own faith, yeah. and, and have our say on those topics and hopefully encourage and enlighten people to, to feel more strongly with their Catholic identity. Right. So I was going to ask you, so who is this book for? And I know you're probably going to say it's for everybody, because when I first heard about it, I thought, okay, fun anecdotes about, you know, Catholic living, but it's actually, there's a lot of solid Catholic teaching in there, and, and you mentioned the controversial topic, contraception. Right. Um, when Greg and I were discussing who our audience was going to be for the book, because we wanted to have um, a voice that could really speak to, you know, certain people, and then you're right. I mean, it, it is tempting to want to go write it for everybody, but I would say um, it, it probably will relate more strongly to married people, specifically in their first 15 years, because yeah. this book details so much of that experience that we just mm -hmm. lived through. 
However, we have heard from people who have been married and their kids are grown and gone and now they're grandparents that they fondly remember going through those early years in their marriage and they wish they had this book then. Right. And they find that they're inspired to want to get this book for their adult children who right. are starting off in their own families. But it's also for single people because we didn't want to exclude anyone. Um, one thing to, that we thought was important to express in this book was, yes, we're married, but we're still individuals in our own right. And we still carry some of our own identity into the marriage so that that single person that we were prior to marriage is still there to a small degree. And we, we wanted to be able to relate to everyone and also to prepare those single people who really want yeah. to get into a married relationship to have a kind of a glimpse as to what to expect in a Catholic household. Like, this is yeah. where you might be headed, so get ready. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Now, um, uh, one, one of the things that makes you uh, a Catholic family is that you're Catholic parents, that you have children. And as you know, this weekend is Mother's Day, so, and I love the chapter that you have, uh, my kids make a mom out of me. So I didn't want to <laughs> let you go without asking you, um, how do your kids make a mom out of you? What do you mean? Well, when it's easy to be a mother in the biological sense. I mean, we can reproduce. I, I, it's easy yeah. to be pregnant and give birth. And, yes, that technically makes me a mom. But when they make me a mother, that's something infinitely deeper. Mm. And the relationship that they stir in me is a beautiful process that I, I wanted to try to dive into a little bit in this book. And part of the fruits of the relationship that comes from a mother and a child is that it is a window, in my opinion, to the relationship that we have as the children of our Father in Heaven. Mm. And it was this beautiful metaphor that I found myself living in, and I thought, wow, I want to tell people about this, because our kids really are little keys to understanding of a much greater relationship. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to to sort of go into that and take more time with that topic in the book. And I hope that mothers will be greatly touched by that analogy and finally remember the insanity that goes with being a mom because it is not an easy <laughs> road. It is challenging, and they children have an uncanny way of just driving you to your knees in yes. prayer. Yes. And they help me to get closer to God from that viewpoint. They help me to see the beauty and the wonder of God in their eyes. And so it's this circular, beautiful, life-exchanging type of relationship that's here. And without them, my life would be just pale in comparison to what it is now. It is so richer mm -hmm. because of the blessings that they are. But that took me a while to see. I didn't see the blessing right away, which was another area that I wanted to mm -hmm. express in the book to those mothers who might be frustrated because they might have that challenging child or a child with disabilities that is right. just um, really causing them to take a difficult road in that mothering vocation. But I wanted to encourage all parents, not just moms, but dads too, and that's why Greg had a voice yes. to speak to the fathers as yes. well. Yes, I don't want to leave um, the dads out of we it. We wanted yeah. to be as encouraging as we could to everyone and also throw in a couple humorous anecdotes along the way for some fun. Absolutely. Maybe just in closing, we have a, a segment in this program, Salt and Light Radio, uh, that is what my, what my kids teach us. That's our little parenting segment. And so I was just going to ask you, and you've mentioned a few already, but so what have your kids taught you about being a mom? What would you say would be like one or two things? They taught me that it is uh, one of the biggest joys of my life. They taught me to how to see God more. Mm -hmm. They teach me 
where Christ is even in them. They remind me constantly how I might look in God's eyes. They are my little mirrors <laughs> in many yes. respects. And all I have to do is look at them, and I realize, wow, God, I can see now what I look like when <laughs> I throw that tantrum to you yes. in prayer. And now I understand why you tell me no, because I look at why I tell yes. my kids no for their uh, you know, unruly request. Yeah. And, and now I understand. So they are, in some ways, yes, my teach, they're my, my children, they're my students, but in some ways they teach me some greater truths yeah. about my own, our own Heavenly Father. So Absolutely. I've definitely learned so much from them about being a mom. That's so true, and we, we, it's so true. I love that. We learn to, from our children what it means to be children of God because that's all of us. Jennifer, that's all the time we have. So, But this has been great chatting with you. Um, I'm sorry that we couldn't chat with you and Greg, but it is Mother's Day, so <laughs> he'll, okay. he'll get his time another time. Um, keep up the good work, and uh, let's stay in touch. Thank you, Pedro. I've had a wonderful time here. Jennifer Willits is one half of Greg and Jennifer Willits, hosts of the popular phone-in show, The Catholics Next Door, on the Catholic Channel. You can hear it Monday to Friday from 1 to 4 p.m. That's Eastern Time. Their book, The Catholics Next Door, Adventures in Imperfect Living, is published by Servant Books. And you can learn more about everything Greg and Jennifer are doing and about how to, you know, how to get this, uh, this new book at their website, gregandjennifer.com. Here now is Mike Maggioni and the Union with Weather and Stone. Wither and stone We reach for protection Wither and stone An echo of rejection Wither and stone Let your water My mind will make me want to feel Wither and stone Every prophet needs protection Wither and stone The rock hollow by the water's direction Wither and stone My mind will make me tear the scene Cause I wanna be someone I wanna leave this town Just on an open road I float above the ground With the flowing waters bound And the singer's song Sound where my hang up start falling down with the cares I throw around. Mm-hmm. Fire and stone burn me in the trouble I know. Fire and stone 
Wind my flesh round the truth of the bone Fire and stone Purify the death I grow My mind will make me run back home Cause I want love so I hear my name Beyond the city limit line Only words remain Someone else feels the same And the touch will cure the pain that set my chest aflame to burn this harsh shame I am no one but myself to blame for the weeds that choke the grain I will surrender before the weather's end and with the rocket we'll reclaim That was Mike Mangione and the Union with Weather and Stone. Now, most of you have heard of Christopher West. He's been a, he's been a Salt and Light Radio guest. And if not, surely you've heard of John Paul II's Theology of the Body. It's the wealth of the beauty of the Catholic Church's teaching on love, sex, and relationships. And it makes sense to have someone come and talk to you about Theology of the Body. But to have a band do a concert about Theology of the Body is a little unusual. But Theology of the Body is about beauty, and so it makes sense that we celebrate that beauty, that search for the fullness of beauty with the beauty of music and art. And that's exactly what Fill These Hearts, God's Sex and the Universal Longing is. An evening of beauty and reflection with Christopher West and a band, Mike Mangione, Mike, I keep saying that, Mike Mangione and the Union. And to tell us all about these evenings, I am now joined by Mike Mangiani. Mike, welcome to Salt and Light Radio. It's a, uh, really an honor to be here. Thanks for uh, having I'm, me. I'm sorry I keep uh, butchering your name, Mangiani. Um, you're not the first, that's for sure. You, well, hey, and with someone with my last name, anyway, um, I'm used to yeah. that. Um, so, so fill these hearts, God, sex, and a universal longing. Can, what is that? What, what are these evenings? Yeah, well, the, the evening, first and foremost, is a, a, a way to, de- to, to deliver the teaching of John Paul II, uh, the theology of the body. But the, the, the approach that we go for is um, more like a production rather than a lecture uh, or a series. Uh, it's, it's a production, and that's how they call an evening, uh, we say an evening of, uh-huh. um, just to kind of set up an atmosphere of... Um, you know, like I said, a production going out to experience almost like a play, if you will. Okay. And what we've been doing is incorporating uh, Christopher West is uh, the the speaker, and then uh, my band is is the band, and then we have other artistic elements that we include, such mm-hmm. as dance, uh, visual, uh, visual art, yeah. Um, as, there's, uh, as well as something called sand painting. We bring yeah. um, a live uh, uh, artist there to do that. Nice. 
And the idea is to create to uh, over this you know the three hour time period. Uh, not only provide the lecture and, and the, the fruit of the teaching through Christopher's work, but also to allow uh, artistic uh, examples that Christopher can uh, use as, as tools to express this visually and sonically. Um, okay. Just because, you know, the head can only take so much, but the heart has, has a way to, to uh, move and experience things a little differently. So the art okay. tried to have uh, reached the heart and uh, the lecture is the head, so a full package, if you will, of head and heart so part, um, experience. So part of the the reasoning, I guess, then is to 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 speak in a way that is that is holistic. So so not just the idea, the theory, but also but also to make it entertaining, I guess, because people will be moved. Music can move you in a way that words can't. Yeah, and I think entertaining is, is kind of a byproduct of, of it, but art, art, art can, it really is a resource. It's something that can teach through example of itself, and um, that's what we're aiming for is, um, you know, you, can, you don't have to understand uh, brushstrokes or the relationship of colors uh, or even a historical time period to, to really be moved by a piece of art hanging in a museum. You can just be struck by its beauty. Yeah. And it can, inf- it can, inf- it taps into your experiences of where, where you're standing in that museum looking at that piece of art. Uh, it, it, it taps into your whole being, where you come from, where you are, what you know, what you experience. Right. And it speaks to you in that place. And I think we're trying to use art, um, in that way of, of how it can Speak, uh, speak to individuals where they are in their in their seats at that time. Right. Um, and, and all the art uh, is is in some way uh, just um, in, uh, embedded and influenced influenced by the teachings of John Paul okay, II. Yeah. So, and not necessarily in your face. Right. But um, yeah, just kind of yeah, it just kind of rests. Uh, the art, all the artists involved have have in some way internalized this teaching and, and try, attempted to make it a part of their person. And so naturally, the art being a byproduct of, yeah. of who they are, um, it, it sings it as well. Sounds so. like a, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. I mean, Christopher West is great to listen to, but I, I'm so intrigued by this, uh, being an artist myself and a musician. It, it's just, I'd much rather go to something like this than to just sit and listen to Christopher West talk for two hours. Not that that's not bad. Now, I, I don't want to, uh, I also want to talk to you a little bit about what you do, your music and the, this group, the union that you play with. Um, you have, correct me if I'm wrong, two, sorry, three albums? Um, we have three albums that, yeah, that we speak of. There, there are more, but <laughs> okay. we don't really get <laughs> Well, you don't want to talk about much. those. But I'm intrigued right. by the titles, the offering, because you don't bill yourself as a, you know, like a ministry band or a Catholic or a Christian group, but you have a, 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 an album called The Offering and then Tenebrae. And I mean, if anybody knows anything about Catholic music, they know what Tenebrae is. So there's something very, uh, I don't know, I was going to say Christian or churchy about those titles. So are you trying to say something with the titles or? or No, like, I, I mean, yeah, naturally, I think any, anything, anything you... Uh, uh, relate you you associate with your music you, you you as an artist you try to have everything say something right but um i think our our kind of ethos is you know we are catholic um but we uh we're also not going to try to do a bait and switch on people um right we're not going to try to fool 
uh, fool non-Catholics into, you know, believing certain things. We're, we're, our, our, our whole mission really as a band is just to write music that comes from uh, who we are as individuals. We uh-huh. happen to be Catholic, so, uh, and, and play it wherever it wants to be, where it's heard, you know, where, you know, where people want to hear it. And that leads us uh, to all different, you know, places and festivals and clubs. And it's really a beautiful thing, and and it opens up a lot of great discussions. We've discovered, um, you know, our intention is not, like I said, not to to bait and switch anybody or or lead them into um, a serious theological discussion right there at the bar. Our intention is to play good music and connect to them as yeah, artists and audience. Yeah, and that's what. Yeah, and I think that's what you that's should the be front doing. door yeah. to any any natural beautiful relationship. Absolutely, and that's what we're really trying to do. Absolutely, Mike. That's all the time we have. But it's been great meeting great. you and great listening to your music, and I'm glad to have one more artist in our Salt and Light roster of artists. Um, keep us posted in what's new and exciting, and keep doing what you're doing because it sounds like it's good stuff. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I look forward to meeting you. That was Mike Mangione. You can learn all about him and his band, The Union, at his website, mikemangione.com. I'm going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily. You can also learn about the Fill These Hearts tour with Christopher West at fillthesehearts.org. Here now is Mike and The Union with their song, At Your Gate. Come out, come out, come meet me. I've been poisoned, I've been used. And now I'm standing at your gate And I am hanging on your gate And I'll be standing at your gate And in my days I ruled deception I was king, I had control But I deceived all those I hold And they flamed in the gold And now I'm standing at your gate your side while I was blinding on my eyes yeah, 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 yeah. and when I left I had direction I have protection I was free but they do not compromise no they did not compromise Now I'm standing your We're listening to Mike Mangione and the Union with At Your Gate from their album Offering. And that concludes this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Remember to visit us at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Thank you for your generosity, for your prayers. We cannot do this work without your support. So thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm Deacon Pedro, 
and this has been a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. And I did not come to take you I came to let you take me in And we are born where we begin And this fever burns within Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a song of songs you're singing That I've been bleeding as a To harmonize, yes, I need to harmonize, and I'll be singing.